Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. Well, hello everyone. We just want to give you a, a huge big welcome to our online church service today. So encouraged that you've tuned in. Uh, in particular, a very big hello to my mother. Great to see you, mum. As always, you're looking beautiful and I'm so uh, glad and so happy that you've made the choice to come and be a part of church today. Uh, last Sunday, what a great message from Pastor Ross Abraham. And today we're going to continue the series about changing our thoughts to change our life. And, you know, during the week, it was uh, some, some good news stories that started to come out about the current situation that we're in. In fact, on Tuesday night, I was able to share just with the prayer meeting. Uh, we had our first online uh, Zoom prayer meeting, and I must admit, when I saw everyone's faces, I was quite uh, teary, quite um, emotional about seeing everyone uh, together. And I know, like all of us, we so look forward to the day that we're able to gather together. But for this current season, we are we're meeting in our lounge rooms, our uh, bedrooms, possibly wherever it might be. But do encourage you, and again, thank you for being a part of this service today. Um, we have at the moment they're, they're telling us there's over seventy vaccines vaccinations being developed around the world, worldwide today, which is great news. In fact, during the course of the week, our PM that we're so thankful for, we're starting to talk about the fact that our country now is starting to look at the road out of where we are. So that's encouraging signs. And Wendy was reminding me during the course of the week about the Northern Territory Premier, who talked about the, the Territorians really being being um, encouraged with the thought about returning to things that they love. And the first thing was drinking beer on the beach. They love doing that, apparently. The second thing was going camping. And uh, they love that. And the third thing, uh, they, they look forward to drinking beer on the beach, going camping, and lastly, if not leastly, blowing things up. And apparently, Wendy's son Luke's into that. I don't know what that actually means, but uh, they're the things that they're looking forward to. And I know for all of us, we're really looking forward to the, the fact of being able to get beyond the isolation that we're in today. You know, as we start this series this morning, the battle that we're all facing is a battle in our minds. The uncertainty, the, the fear that can be potentially at so many levels is something that we're all really dealing with at the moment. And that's why I believe that this series about changing our thinking, changing our lives, is such an important one. And over the last number of weeks, we've been looking at the life of Paul. And what I love about Paul at the end of his life, Paul was able to master his mind. Paul was able to master his thinking. He was able to, even in a difficult situation, uh, be able to think on a level on a plane that was far beyond the situation that he was facing. And I take great heart out of that, that Paul was able to master his thoughts in the latter part of his life. But what I found interesting is in Paul's life, and in particular in the book of Romans chapter 7, Paul really showed some signs that he struggled with his thought life. In fact, he said this, he said, the things I want to do, I don't do, and the things I don't want to do, I end up doing. So we see here Paul had a season in his life that he really struggled with his thought life. And yet we see near the end of his life, uh, Paul was able to master his thoughts. In fact, we see Paul in a situation in the book of Philippians, one of the epistles in the New Testament, 
But Paul had got to such a place that even in a dark time, even in a challenging situation, even a time where he was facing a lot of uncertainty and a lot of uh, unknowns as such, Paul was able to say things like this in his situation. He said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Here's Paul in a prison, chained up, chained to a Roman guard in a dark and dungy prison, and yet he's able to master his thinking. He's able to overcome his, his circumstances and come to a place where he can say something like that, that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I take great encouragement with that today, that he could say positive things because he captured the negative thoughts that were in his mind. And when I look at this, I see that Paul was able to change his thinking or master his thoughts that ultimately led to the outlook of his life changing. And the question that we need to ask today is why is it important? Why is it important that we're, we're dealing with this thought about changing or challenging our thinkings? Why is it important today? Well, I want to give you a couple of thoughts today. Why does it matter? Why do we need to think about what we've been thinking about? Why do we need to take the time right now today, even in this moment, to ask ourselves the question, why do we need to think about what we're thinking about? Well, a couple of questions, a couple of thoughts with that, or for that, I should say. The first one is this, that our lives are a reflection of the thoughts that we think. Our lives are a reflection of the thoughts that we think. Our life, your life, my life is always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. In fact, I heard a quote recently that said this. It said that we are the sum total of what we think more than anything else. What determines our lives are our thoughts, not our background, not our hereditary, not our environment, but what we choose to think has greater influence on our lives more than anything else we can possibly imagine. In fact, a good friend of mine made a great statement some time ago. Often a lot of people ask themselves a question, and it's the wrong question, but the question can be this, that we ask ourselves this question, why am I feeling this way? Why am I feeling this way? He said that that was the wrong question to ask, and the better question to ask ourselves is this, what have I been thinking that is leading me to feel this way? What have I been thinking that's leading me to feel this way? And I believe that there's such wisdom in that in this current season that we need to understand that with, the, with our thinking, with the, the thoughts that are going through our mind, every thought, whether it be a negative thought or a positive thought, affects our lives in some emotional way. If we're thinking negatively, if we're thinking discouragingly, if we're thinking um, in, a, in a depressed way, then that affects our emotions. But if on the other hand, we're thinking in a positive light, if we're coming to the Word of God and allowing God's word to encourage us, then it's going to encourage or, or make a difference on the way that we're feeling. And I love the truth about that. In fact, another wise man said about our thinking, a person is what they think about all day long. How could they be possibly or possibly be anything else? Listen to it again. A person is what they think about all day long. How could they possibly be anything else? There's such power in us understanding in this current season how important it is for us to challenge and to ask ourselves the question, what are we thinking about? In truth, our lives will always follow our thoughts. 
Our lives will always follow our thoughts. And today, right now, in this season, in this time, you might be there having um, discouraging thoughts, depressing thoughts, defeating thoughts, whatever they may be. I want to encourage us as people to lift our, our, our thinking beyond the situation that we're facing and start to tune in and start to challenge the way that we're thinking and start to think on a higher plane. And Paul, the Apostle Paul, gives us one key out of the book of Philippians that I want to share with you today because I believe it's a great key now about how he was able, able to navigate the challenging circumstances that he was in. And it's in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. And it says this. It says, Oh, now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely. That's my mother. And admirable. Think about the things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Fix your thoughts. Paul says his key, his, his um, 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 understanding of navigating the, the challenge that is, he faced was to fix his thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. I love that there. Paul's encouragement, Paul's key to overcoming in every situation, no matter how dark and depressing it might have been, was to fix his eyes, to fix his thoughts, to fix his mind on the things that are above, not on the things that he was facing, but knowing that his God was leading him to a, a better place or, or, or a place far greater than what he was experiencing in that moment. And I take great heart from that today. And I believe that we all need to right now in this season. In fact, in another translation in the King James, New King James translation, it translates the verse and it says it this way. It says, if there's anything that's virtuous, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Meditate on these things. What's the word meditate? It means to think deeply. It means to really think about the thing that I'm thinking about. And Paul says there that we're to think about the things that are praiseworthy, the things that are uplifting, the things that are positive, all the, all the life and the promises that come out of the Word of God. Paul was saying to fix our attention on those things. And the thought this morning is this, why does it matter? Why is it important? Because your life and my life is always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. So if I'm allowing my mind to be filled with negativity, if I'm allowing my mind to be filled with, with depressive thoughts or, or whatever thoughts you might be facing right now, then it's going to come out in our lives. The truth is this, you and I cannot have a positive life when we have a negative mind. Our thoughts, your thoughts, my thoughts, they matter so much because they affect our lives in such a powerful way. In fact, Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7, it says this, As a person thinks in their mind, so shall they be. As you think in life, so shall you be. As you think what you think about your life, ultimately, so it shall become. And that's why Paul discovered the key about fixing his thoughts, about meditating upon the Word of God. That's why in every season, in every situation that he was in, he wasn't trapped and bound by his chains. He was living a, a far greater, higher level than that. He was living beyond his current circumstances because he learnt the key of mastering his mind and mastering his thoughts. And I think today for all of us, we can take great heart in this season that we need to really ask ourselves the question, what are we thinking about? What are we meditating upon? And is it uplifting and is it encouraging us or is it 
pulling us down? Is it, is it weighing us down? And if it is today, I want to give you today as we get ready to conclude three possible scenarios today for you to think, for you to think differently about. Three scenarios that you might be facing today, three mindsets, three situations, your reality today. And please, we're not presuming for one moment that we know or understand everything that you're facing in your world right now. But please know that our prayers and our hearts are for everyone at the moment. First one is this. Number one, if your current situation looks depressing, think about the goodness of God. If your current situation looks depressing, then change your thinking and start to think about the goodness of God. I was thinking about David, David in the Old Testament. And David was one of the greatest kings in the Old Testament. And many people would know the story of David and Goliath. You know that story. It was an incredible story of triumph and faith and overcoming and all those things. But there were seasons in David's life where he had the potential to be quite depressed about his, his circumstances and his situation. In fact, we see that David spent quite a, quite a number of days, quite a, a number of, of his life, quite a period of his life living in a cave. David went from being celebrated and lauded by all of his peers to being pursued by uh, the, the king at that time, King Saul, and ultimately found himself living in a cave. Talk about a depressing situation. Talk about feeling depressed about your environment. But no, not David. David did what we needed to do when we're facing a depressing situation. And David did this. It says in Psalm chapter 27, verse 13 to 14, he says, I would have despaired unless I believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord. And he goes on and he says this to himself, to us today, be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. David chose to fix his mind on the goodness of God rather than the current situation that he was in. In fact, the promise from Paul in the New Testament, written by Paul again, he says this in Romans chapter 8, verse 28, a great promise right now if you're facing a depressing situation, think about the goodness of God. It says this, and we know that all things work together for good for those that love of God and those who are called according to his purposes. An incredible promise, but it's about a choice of changing our focus and our thinking on those things that are depressing us to focusing on the goodness of God. Right now, we need to refuse to allow our minds to be filled with a depressing situation we face and start to focus our thoughts on the goodness of God. Our God is good. We serve a great Father, a good God. He's going to lead you through this time. He's going to take us from the valley that we're in and bring us to the hilltop. He's going to take us through this trial that we're in and He's going to strengthen us as a result of it. That's why we need to take our focus and our thinking off what we might think is depressing and start to focus our thinking on the greatness of God. Amen. Number one. Number two is this. If your current situation looks defeating, think about the greatness of God. If your current situation looks defeating, think about the greatness of God. A couple of scriptures from the Old Testament, looking at who God is. In Psalm chapter 40, 147, it says, how great is God? He is powerful, he is absolute, his his understanding is unlimitless. And then another one in Jeremiah chapter 32 verse 27, it says, I am the Lord, the God of all mankind. Is there anything too hard for me? 
I love that there. If your current situation looks defeating, then start to focus on the greatness of God. When I focus on the problem more than the greatness of God, I limit the ability of God to show his greatness through the situation that I'm facing. I'll say that again. When I focus on the problem more than the greatness of God, I limit God's ability to show his greatness through the situation that I am facing. You know, imagine... Imagine if these people thought from the Old Testament. Imagine if Abraham thought Sarah was too old. Imagine if David thought Goliath was too big. Imagine if Joshua thought the walls of Jericho were too high. Imagine if Jesus thought the cross was too hard. Imagine if Paul thought the persecution was too much. No, what did they all learn to do? They learned to focus on the greatness of God. And right now, if your situation looks defeating, I want to encourage you to take your eyes off those defeating circumstances and start to focus your mind and your thinking upon the greatness of God, upon the goodness of God, upon the greatness of God. Number three, as we conclude today, If your current situation looks dark, then think about the closeness of God. If your current situation looks dark, then I encourage you, think about the closeness of God. You know, Paul and Silas, in the book of Acts chapter 16, verse 25, we find Paul and Silas in a very dark situation. We find Paul again in prison, I don't know, Paul must have known many, many prison cells. He must have known the food that they served up and all of, the, all of the, the workings of the prisons. But again, we see Paul and Silas, Paul in particular and Silas in prison. They're in a dark situation. They're, they're chained up. They're in prison. They're, 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 they're in a dark time. They're in a dark season. They feel like, potentially feel like, you know, they could f- potentially feel like, well, God, where are you? But no. Paul and Silas reminded themselves about the closeness of God. Paul and Silas reminded themselves about the promises of God. In fact, we see in Acts chapter 16, 25, here they are, not in, not in prison feeling all glum about themselves and feeling like God had left them. But now we see in Acts chapter 16, 25, we see that they're here, they're praising God. They're in this dark situation, but they're reminding themselves again about the closeness of God. And here they are, they're singing to God. They're praising God. They're reminding themselves again about the closeness of God. They're challenging their thinking in this depressing time and they're taking it off this situation that they're in and they're reminding themselves again that if God is for them, who can be against them? And I believe today that's a great encouragement for us all as well. If your situation today looks dark, then start to think about the closeness of God. That's what Paul and Silas did. They reminded themselves that nothing can ever separate them from the love of God. Neither life, nor death, nor angels, nor demons, nor fears, excuse me, today of our worries about tomorrow, goes on to say even the powers of hell can't separate us from the love of God. No power in the sky above or the earth below, indeed nothing in creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus. And I want to say today as we need concluding, The antidote to dark days is to settle your mind that God is going to take care of things. The antidote in dark days is to settle our minds that God is ultimately going to take care of things. And today I want to conclude with a promise out of the book of Psalm 112 verses 1 through to 8. 
Again, if your current situation looks depressing, think about the goodness of God. Number two, if your current situation looks defeating, think about the greatness of God. Number three, if your current situation looks dark, think about the closeness of God. But this promise today, I love it. It's for all of us today in this season that we're in. It says, praise the Lord for all who fear God and trust in him are blessed beyond expression. When darkness overtakes him, light will come bursting in. Such a man, such a person will not be overthrown by evil circumstances. God's constant care of him will make a deep impression on all who see him. He does not fear bad news nor live in the dread of what might happen. No, listen to what it says. For he or she have settled their mind that God will take care of them. Listen to that promise again from the word of God for all of us today. For he or she have settled in their mind that God will take care of them. We need to challenge our our negative thinking today, we need to really ask ourselves the question, what have we been thinking? And start to remind ourselves and settle in our minds and to challenge our thinking, to to take our mind off our current circumstances and to fix them upon the greatness of God, the goodness of God, the closeness of God, because God ultimately will take care of things. Amen. Believe that with all of my heart. Today as we conclude, what we all need to do is this. We need to start focusing on our problems and start focusing on God's power. We need to start focusing on our situation and start focusing on our Savior. We need to start focusing on what we can't do and start focusing on what God can do. Today, as we conclude, I just pray that this week, as Pastor Ross said last Sunday morning, so very powerfully and profoundly as well. We need to make sure that during this season that we are doing all that we can to feed our inner man, to feed, feed our spirit, to feed our soul with all the things that will encourage us and to, to, to take us through this current season that we're in, knowing that God is for us and if He is for us, who can be against us? And that, my friends, comes out of and from a personal conviction of what Jesus Christ has done for us. Him dying on that cross, Him laying down His life, and us, as a result of that great sacrifice, allowing Him to become our Savior. And because of that today, many people today in your lounge room, in your bedroom, wherever it might be, in your living room, today have a personal conviction and a great peace about the future because we know, we know with all of our hearts that God is with us that He is for us and He will lead us through this season. But there may today be people that don't have that same conviction, that don't have that same sense of faith and peace. Today, I want to give you an opportunity to pray a prayer that many people have prayed. Billions of people around the world have prayed this prayer today to make Jesus Christ their personal Lord and Savior. Today, if you don't know peace, you need to know Jesus. Today, if you're struggling in your life and you have questions and uncertainty, then you need to come to the one that has the answers and who is certain. And his name is Jesus Christ. And the way that we do that, the way that you do that today is by surrendering your life to him. And right now, I just want to ask us all to bow our heads and to close our eyes. And today, if you're away from God or today you've never prayed this prayer, then it would be my great joy to lead you in this prayer today. If we could pray. 
Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on that cross to pay for our sins. Today, Lord, I acknowledge that I am a sinner. Today, Jesus, I ask you to forgive me. Today, Jesus, I give my life to you. I turn today from my sin. Today, Lord, I receive your salvation. I commit my life today to following you. I thank you for the gift of eternal life. I thank you for what you've done for me. I declare today that I am yours. In your name, I pray, amen and amen. Today, if you've prayed that prayer for the first time or you've prayed the prayer before, right now on your screen, you can click there. There's a link. There's people waiting. would love to talk to you, help you to work out what your next step is in this great journey uh, that you've begun today, following Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the greatest thing that you can do with your life. So I pray today and trust that this has encouraged you in some way. We so look forward to next Sunday together as well, but we pray that you have the most blessed week. Uh, We pray it's it's a great week of breakthrough. And again, change your thinking, change your world, change your mind. God bless you. Have the most amazing week in Jesus' name. We love you. We look forward to seeing you again.